Hi, everybody. Welcome back to The Collective. We have another fantastic show planned out for you today. And uh, just wanted to say, Fran, Chad, good to see you again. It's been a while. Um, Fran, I did want to apologize specifically about the uh, the GoRuck games. That whole well, thing. When, you, when you blew me off? No, uh, yeah, completely. Dude, yeah. Did, I'm yeah. still annoyed. <laughs> what the hell, hey? <laughs> my entire day went sideways, and I was just <laughs> running around with my like a chicken with my head cut off, and I was like, what, nothing is happening. Um, <laughs> I yeah. may or may not have called Chance out on it, by the way. 100%. That's, that's all. I'll say. I was, I was all set up. You know, I was like, oh, dude, in, I, in the, in the truck. It. Okay, you know, in the, the 1944 Dodge, it would you know, have I had it all so work, you know, like, and, and this whole thing, not trying to make you feel bad, but you know, this oh, whole thing, don't worry, you can't make him in feel person, worse. Right, it was an in-person event, you know, and I had to move everything, reconfigure it, get my computer set up. It was blazing hot. So I, was Dude, I, I read a headline ready, about it on the internet know, about how much effort cool. you had to put in to set up that moment. I it mean, was ridiculous. People, people have been talking about it since. So. Yeah, no doubt. I know I am. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't stopped talking about it. Actually, it's been kind of continuous. Uh, no, it, <laughs> but it, I do yeah. want to apologize. Yeah. That was totally my bad. Everything kind of went sideways on me. I, no I actually, what happened was, I had, uh, I had misplaced something in my schedule that was like all of a sudden it was actually this day and it wasn't this day. A haircut. And Can you believe it, Fran? He blew you off for a freaking haircut. Yes, it was a haircut. Obviously, the clippers are are not sharp. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, there's it, a few not sharp things right now. Mm, mm, mm -hmm. Very, very. <laughs> Chance, you're getting railroaded, buddy. It's all good. Yeah. I deserve it. I totally screwed it up. It was. Uh, I I still feel bad about it. So just, don't worry just, about it. Yeah. These things happen. The problem yeah, is, I mean, the moment that you and immediately started apologizing. My little squirrel brain sh shifts immediately into skirmish mode. It's on. It's I'm on. I'm okay with it. Um, so just quick, good morning, Satch. Good to see you on here. Um, so we have, an, I have a number of topics here, but any thoughts, any um, just things boiling up, percolating in y'all's brains before I jump into something? I owe Satch a call. I know that. Him and I are going to probably connect today. Him and I have been trying to go back and forth for a couple of weeks. So I, I owe Satch a, a callback. So... That's nice. that's all I got since he checked okay. in. I got there you, buddy. You go. Satch, he's coming for you. <laughs> Be aware. Uh, Grundle, good to see you. Always good to see you on here. So topics-wise, we have a few really good ones here. And <clears throat> the one that I was thinking about while I was putting together my rock concert poster this morning, and I was like, hmm, the people that I'm going to talk to have some really good uh, appreciation of this. And it's this acceptance of what is and i think that we we've kind of touched on this a number of times but we've never really discussed it we've never sat down and talked about it and we all have experience we all have uh things that did not happen that uh or have gone sideways you know like a podcast with somebody else at some point um <laughs> uh, <laughs> but there's uh i wanted to hear you guys thoughts on it your opinions on not only how to kind of get there, but what it what it really means to just accept what is. So, Please let me go first. By all means. But I'll only take 30 seconds. Because I want on the clock. I'm watching. Your already time's already up. All right. Let, <laughs> let's pause two, three for at least eight seconds, because it won't take me long. So for our guests, here's my challenge to you, because I know you've already got some ideas in your head, and I'm gonna like double those ideas in a split second. Because everyone thinks acceptance of what is, is like all oh, that time. But I'm going to challenge you. It's double that. It's that, oh, that time when things sucked or that time when depression or that time when all went sideways or that time. It just is what it is. I'll work through it, et cetera. But what about acceptance of what is when you nail it out of the park? Mm -hmm. Like when you'd have a mega, mega awesome podcast. Or where you crush that mega event that you've been working towards for five years or write that book or whatever. So acceptance of what is, isn't always, as most of society thinks, negative. Was that in to, 30 seconds? I don't I, know I, I, do. I think you were a little under, under the timing there. Okay. Chad, why don't we take you... Count. Or you're going to go on the fire first. What do you think? Yeah, you go. No, I think that's perfect. I think it's perfect segue there. I mean, a lot of the times my stuff always f fell to the negative side of stuff. 
right? The acceptance, right? Now I, I can literally step back, mental Joe, you know, we've been at it a year um, and I can look at all these small wins that we've accomplished really quick within one year. And so now accepting that, okay, we got a different kind of, like you guys said last time I was on here, there's a different gear, this guy, there's this guy leveled up a little bit more. Um, so just accepting my, my, my past and where I've screwed up and made wrong decisions and, and now taking those as true learning lessons and speaking about those. So others, you know, I, I always try to say, you know, uh, stumble smaller and apologize faster. You know, so the acceptance for me is just from, from a negative standpoint now of more of positive and looking at the bigger outcomes of things. I like it. Fran, thoughts? I would offer that positive or negative, how do you do the next thing if your head is in the past? Ooh. Okay. Dude, I knew um, it was going to be so mega legit, whatever you were about to say, because <laughs> you had that crafty devil look about you. I was all fired up before you even said your first word. I was like, wow, he's got like five aces right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dry, I dropped him on the table. But I, I think I, I think that's it. You know, like we talk about resilience. Okay. What, what and let's talk take the negative first. Okay. We'll talk about resilience. So how, how are you resilient? What's the first step in being resilient? What in being resilient or adaptable? Okay. Cause when do we, when do we most often have to be resilient or adaptable? It's on the back end of something that happens right negatively. And so the first step in overcoming that is the acceptance. Think about a pitcher. Okay. A pitcher, a quarterback throws the interception, a pitcher, give, you know, closing pitcher gives up a home run or, you know, whatever it's going to be. They got to throw another ball here. Very quickly. And now in baseball, they put a time limit on it. So your timeline to throw that next pitch just got a lot shorter. And so for, for those of us here in America, this is a really big deal right now. It's such a big so, deal. <laughs> such a big deal. So this, so you've got, you're going to take a next step. So the question is the faster that you can process and accept that whatever just happened is done and is not going to be changed. Now you can focus your attention on the next thing. And that's what is going to define those who are eventually successful and the timeline it's going to take them to get there versus those who are going to spin in this, in the drain and they're going to circle that drain and they're not going to get out of their own way. Likewise on the other side. And this is where you actually get opened up to failure on the other side. You have a successful podcast and I've, and look, I've done this. We got a hundred. We just released episode 100 of the long form. We got 125, we got 150, another 25 in the queue. And I have podcasts where like, I've learned this lesson the hard way. Even when I, coach this stuff and talk about this stuff where i've done like that episode was sick like is, i do I've, and it happens most often to me in live events right where we're, where we're doing back-to-backs and i don't have a, a lot of whole time to prepare and i'm like man i nailed that you know i didn't i like i didn't think we i had enough you know preparation but you know we, we hit all the points and it was spot on and i don't have that much for this next one because i've been time constrained and they come in and then you're staring at the person five minutes in going oh shit what am I, what am I going to ask next? I right? don't know how, how not to know. swear. That's usually what I ask. That's it. Yeah. Sorry. It's offensive, <laughs> offensive in nature to the, how offensive. to the, to the yeah. Canadians. Yeah. Um, but like, but, but that's it. Right. You know, because if we were to tack on, you know, the word humility, right. Humility is going to come into this back end of acceptance of when things go well. And I, and I talk about all the time, Hey, we should praise our successes. And I actually hate, when people are like, oh, I may have talked about this last time, you know, when pe people are like, oh, uh, you're they're talking about how successful they are. And it's like, yeah. And if they worked really hard and they and they put in the, and they did everything that they could to be there, they should absolutely do that. Now, do we have to be jerks and arrogant and all that stuff? No, but we should praise our successes. But what's the what we have to also say, how can I get better? What's going to be next? And then take that next step to action. I like that a lot. Sean, what do you think? Yeah, it, um, I didn't have any real solid uh, thoughts on this because, of course, my preparation is zero. And so, and much like y'all today as well. <laughs> so my thought was this as you were speaking, Fran, the idea of I was speaking with the River Viking this morning on my live IG podcast just at the back uh, end of it. And, and he's getting ready for a large and in charge competition tomorrow a bodybuilding competition and he's he's all shredded up he hasn't hardly been eating for the last three weeks he's he'll 
he could cut a hole through steel with his jawline right now. It's He's super all sharp. shreddy McShred. <laughs> and uh, as I was talking with him, I kept saying things like, dude, you're killing it. Dude, you're rocking it. You're smashing it right now. You're inspiring. And the acceptance of what is, is it's sometimes people can't, can't listen to someone, be proud of their efforts. Mm. And then the double worst part is some people can't say, boy, when someone gets the guts to be proud of the effort that they've just gone through before game day. And I don't know why that is. I don't know why I consider myself to be a pretty strong man. I don't know why some strong men out there can't give another strong man an attaboy out into the world live and, and not feel good about it. Like, you should be feeling freaking awesome about telling another dude, you're crushing it, man. And here's why you should be stoked about that when you're delivering that message. It means that you know cool people. It means that you're in the right circle of friends. I can look back over the years or decades more correctly and accept all of my friend circles all along the way. But knowing that I'm lifetime forming my circle every single day. So you got to kind of accept your evolutionary process and you've got to accept that you got to acknowledge the evolutionary process. Hmm, I like that. We had, um, I have another topic here that we're going to bring up another point in time, but it's, uh, you know, the best friends stab each other in the chest, right? If you're doing something wrong, you should be, your friends should be pointing out to you and being like, Hey man, you need to sort that out. Dude, but I like on jail time on you. <laughs> the, <laughs> <laughs> but the point, the, it works on the other side of that as well, is that you should be, as a good friend, you should be, when somebody does something well, we should be able to look at each other and be like, dude, wicked. That is right on. Let's keep kicking ass. And then carrying that forward. What do you think, uh, why do you, what's the barrier, do you think, to that? Anybody? Brand? I think a lot, think a lot of it's oh, ego. Chad, I, think a lot, I think a lot of it's just ego, right? You're, you're, you're. You're measuring your lack of success or your lack of failures against somebody else. And maybe they got there before you and you're <clears throat> internally, you're pissed off because you feel like you could be there, but you haven't put in the work. And mm -hmm. so I think a lot of it's ego. I think it's a lot of it's ego. Brian, what do you think? Yeah, I, I, I would definitely agree with the ego piece. I think that we've created us and we are creating a society in which somebody has to lose for someone else to win. Mm -hmm. And what happens is we get into these, these situations where we see people have success. Look, podcasting is a, this is a, a perfect example of this, right? You know, there are people who, who are crushing it and there are people who are not and there's every, it's everything in between, but there's a lot of space. There's a lot of space for a lot of people to be successful, but like we, we can all support each other. Right. And by supporting each other, it gonna, it's going to lift everybody up, but we've gotten into this divide. I believe in society where in order for me to win, you got to lose. And if I see you be successful, then that means that I, that something's wrong with me and therefore I need to be upset about it. When really what I should do is celebrate your win, celebrate your success, learn maybe from whatever it is you're doing that I could either apply and do whatever I can and jump on your train because maybe I'll benefit. And why not? I mean, right. like I'm listening to you, buddy, and I'm thinking I'm stoked that I kind of know Fran. That means that I'm living a pretty good life. And by talking to you right now, I've made some good choices over the decades to get to this point. And further to that, not too many people like to say it out loud like you just did, Fran. Why not jump on that train? Ride, yeah. ride the freak train of success by hanging out with cool people who are chasing success. Now, I ain't successful. I may never be whatever success means. I don't know. But I'm into hanging out with cool people who get after it. And if you're at a point in your life where you're not surrounded by that, don't accept it. Go carve out some freaking awesome. It's easy to do. You just got to hang out with the right people that maybe the train goes by so fast that you don't even realize it was a train that you could have jumped on. Well, that ain't the right train for you. But there's mm -hmm. going to be a train that comes by that you'll be able to hobo your way onto, lift yourself into the cattle car, close the door and hope no one sees you and just see how that feels for a while. Even if you got to lurk, if you're a lurker, 
kind of hanging out in the shadows, eyeballing things. Hang out in the uh, in the cattle car and see where the train takes you. I like that a lot. There's um, you guys ever heard the term skitching before? No. It's an old school no, term no. from the '90s, back in the rollerblading <laughs> world, and it's uh, it's from back when in you the day back in the day. Uh, <laughs> wow, it's uh, the term is it's used when you are skating up behind a vehicle and you grab onto the back, and then so you ride alongside. You're being right. pulled by the the vehicle, right? And it, what you're saying, Sean, it reminded me of that is that it's no skin off of the vehicle's back to be pulling you, right? You're not a huge weight. It's heading not, in that direction anyway. It's going that way anyway, right? And you can grab on and you can just ride that for a little while and then you're like, oh, you know what? Now there's the turn, right? That I need to go that way now. And it allows you to like open up your view, I guess, a little bit more as well by kind of riding and gain on that some train. momentum. Gain some I don't know momentum, about you, speed. but if I'm going to skitch up on something, I know it's going to be mega fast when I let go and round that corner. I just yeah. grab some free momentum. Yeah. And that's what I was thinking was um, it it almost seems like we're afraid to utilize the network, right? Mm. Like, and I don't know if it's a, if it's a fear-based thing or if it's uh, you don't want to be seen as, uh, I guess, maybe attacks your ego a little bit, but you don't want to be seen as, you know, riding someone's coattails because that has a very negative connotation to it, but it's kind of the same thing. Well, we're I not don't talking mind, about, yeah. We're not I, talking I don't about mind if someone writes coattails as long as they're working to hang on. Yeah. Like when yeah, someone just... like steps on your coattails, that ain't cool. But mm. grab onto them, bro. Let's go for a ride. Try to hang on. But when you're slowing a person down because you want to ride that coat, yep. then it becomes uncool. Mm. Friend, what did you get a point? Oh, I, no, I was, I was, I was just saying that uh, you know we're not talking about being groupies, mm. you know, but we're we're talking about how do you contribute, right? How do you look for how do you look for a place? How do you look for a role? How do you look for a way to get involved, you know, how do I help someone else be successful? You know, when we stop, we start putting others first, you know, talk about teamwork, right? You know, we can create a team out of anything. We can create a community out of anything. And, you know, and if you're successful right now and I can support you and help you be successful, you know, there's probably going to be a day where, you know, that those roles might be reversed. And, you know, it's about doing the right thing for, for your friends and those that you associate with, because, you know, there might be a day where your support to me could mean all the difference in my, in my success. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Yeah, that's a great point. The, um, I was just thinking about this, that there's, it's an unwritten rule. I don't know if you guys have it in your friends group, but you know, when we go out for beers, usually one person will pay. And then that person usually rotates as we go out for drinks, right? right. Oh, can it's we talk never... about this for a second? Sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, well, it, I, I don't want to derail your, your oh, strategic level thoughts. But <laughs> By all means. This is like we a had some huge, big plans. We did. This, this is like a huge fight that okay. I have like okay. a lot, a lot of times. I like, love it. With, with some couple of friends and like, you know, and others. I agree with you. Okay. And it all, like if you have a close friend group, it all washes out in the mm -hmm. end right? over time, over time, over, right. But not over a week or over a no. month, over time, no, but over time. And if it doesn't, that's okay too. Yeah. Okay. Because if I go, if, if, if this is our friend group and the four of us meet, you know, every couple of weeks, every week, and we have some beers and we have dinner, you know, and we're constantly doing that and our friends are hanging out and all that and our families and all that. And I pick up the bill this time and the next time you do and the next time you do, but then, you know, like Chad doesn't once and like, and then it goes back to me, you know, like whatever, you know, whatever, yeah. because we're, we are a group. Like we are close. We are friends. These are, these, our lives are, inter, are intermingled and we gain just from being around each other and their families. And if every time we go out and it becomes this awkward thing of like, well, you were two people, but we were three and you were four and now you bummer. got your bill and mm -hmm. I got my, or it's just the four of us. And it's like, but you had the, you know, you had the fries, you had extra and butter had on your T bone. And, I'm not paying yeah, for the extra butter. Exactly. Bro. Just like, split it equally. Let's roll. Right. <laughs> you know? And I'm All not right. saying that like, we should go to dinner with 20 people and pick it up, you know, but like yeah. if we go out for a couple of beers and we each pick it up, like, whatever. Yeah. That's right. Um, 
And but, I got it. Everybody has different financial needs. You know, I'm I'm talking on if we're all you know on yeah. the level playing field and all that. But we well, all got brings, we all that got that, that one interesting, friend. Uh, <laughs> that brings an interesting thing though, because if we take the going out for beers or going out for steaks or whatever, and that's a pretty normal cultural routine with a tight crew, long haul crew, yeah. not a a one timer crew. Yeah. Uh, if it's a long haul crew, then it just rotates. And and there's it's a non-factor, even though Fran always gets extra butter on his tea. <laughs> we, we'll man, just I absorb his yeah. nonsense. Well, not, well, not, if it's, not if it's my night. If it's my night, no way. <laughs> oh, hundred <not> percent. <laughs> well, on my night, I I'm not hungry. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so I will say this: that um, that's a cultural uh, thing that develops over time amongst a group, and that group might develop in a whole different way. Because immediately the group knows, oh, there's that dude. There's always that dude. And so you've got to tweak it a different way. And then that becomes the routine. But the culture of the group is set over time, not a one-time thing. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about, well, you know, like, I don't want to pay for 20 people. But here's the thing. For someone who has infinite amount of money, 20 people is a non-factor. And then it becomes, what is that person's interpretation or that assessment or that connection to that group? Is it, is it really righteous and legit? And, and, and these are really, these are my people. I'm cool with that. I don't care about the money. I'll pick up the tab and I'll pick it up next week as well. Cause money is a non-factor and that money is a, is a proxy for energy and energy is what's required to work with a team or work with a crew or interact with people. If you've got infinite amounts of energy, you can infinitely interact with massive amounts of people and you never stall, but none of us do. And so we'll, we'll, we'll cl closely watch our wallet in a group, but we won't tightly watch our energy in a group. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, big time. I like it. Um, you guys got any thoughts on that? I, I was going a slightly different direction, but I, I like it. You guys got any thoughts on it? So many good analogies. I'm just going to cut the short, the show <laughs> short and roll, man. I'm like you guys got it made, done. It. I'm out. Well, it, was, <laughs> it was stupid Fran with his stupid beer thing. <laughs> no, but the so the 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 thought that I had earlier uh, before I was so rudely cut off by mr franklin <laughs> no the uh you actually you, you you hit the point that i wanted to make was the fact that at over time it it evens out right it all becomes normal and as sean said there's a the culture kind of builds itself builds upon itself even to the point that there was a point in time in my life where i didn't have a lot of money and my you know me and the boys would still go out for beers and it was difficult for me to pick up the tab and so it, it wasn't talked about. It was never mentioned, but there was a couple of times where I got skipped in the rotation and nobody mentioned it. And it was not a big deal because later on, once I had a better grip of my own finances and I had more money, I double dipped or I paid twice or like I, I made sure that it came back. And it reminded me of a point um, Sean said the other day was the fact that, you know, his, he does business in favors, right? It's, if you do something for me, I owe you. It's the Godfather, right? You know? <laughs> Someday I'll come calling. Exactly, and it's not really thought about. It's not really discussed. It's not really developed. With it's not really set down. And like someone says, "All right, boys, we're going to write a constitution here, and <laughs> we're going to make sure that you know that when you do me a favor, it's coming back." Yeah, it's just a solid. Everyone knows when you owe a dude a solid, it's in the bank. Yeah, you, you don't have to make a big fuss about it. You owe me a solid, bro. Let's get to it. Or I owe you a solid. You're right. I'll be there. Yeah, that's just and the I think way that's, it works in my world. Well, I think that's basically the acceptance of it, right? Because you could, well, it was 20 years ago that you paid for the beer, and may, and you could try and nickel time that like into depth, right? But you just accept. Yeah, you know what? I needed help. I needed a way out of something. I was really in a bad spot. Fran hooked me up. Now I'm in a better spot and I know I owe him one. So when he calls me and says, dude, I'm, I'm in a rough spot. It's no, it's no factor. Automatic. Yep. I it's got done. you. It's in the bank. 
Yeah. But but you should but but I would say too, do, don't think like that. You know, like we never wanna we never wanna go in and be like, okay, what am I gonna do today to to do something good for someone so that they do something good for oh, me later? Oh no, right? no, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, 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 like, it, no, 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 no one should ever think that. That's like, crazy. It's just about doing the right thing. Yeah, you know, 100%. like just do the right thing, be a good person, do the right thing. And I'll I mean, I'll give an example. And I never expected this to happen. This I learned this this kind of lesson this way. I moved when we moved into our house in Colorado. We had just bought the house. It was the day after I, we showed up. We were super excited. The neighbor's house was toilet papered because they had high school kids. It toilet, like I've never seen, like I never, I never saw a house toilet papered like this at all, at all. Right. And I didn't have anything to do that day. And I, and they were out there and like the, she was cr- like the mother, you know, our friend, like became what year was that? Friends. Was that, uh, kind of during this, the COVID man, you no, could have this, had all no. kinds of toilet paper. You know, how I, I could have resold it. I could have, I could have resold it. This was like, totally this was like 2000 all up. Yeah. <laughs> I saved all of it. It was, sure. it was 2008 garage. Right. And they were like crying. Like this was good. And I said, you know what? I don't know these people from anybody, but these are my neighbors and they're going to be my yeah. neighbors for as long as I live in this house. And I watched outside and I was like, can I, let me help. Let me help. Like it's a nice day. I got nothing else to do. Let me help. I'll get to know you. And those, that family became our best friends in the yeah. world. And even to this day, and we live 2000 miles away from them. We talked to them all the time. And it was for the sole reason because I went there and helped them clean the toilet paper off their house for no other reason than they looked like they needed help. Yeah. That's a good uh, distinction. It's an important clarity moment. And mm-hmm. so to your point, Fran, when someone owes me, I might've done a million things for them, but they only owe me. That's it. You owe me once. When I, when I ask you to like, come give me a hand, say yes. So if I do it once or a million times, it's just in the bank once. That's what I think of as you owe me. And by the, by the term you owe me, if someone doesn't want to pay their debt, we'll call it. Uh, cool. I'm not going to be angry with you. I'm going to call on a favor from another friend who I've helped. And if they want to pay their debt, then cool. I think of the John Wick movie series. We've all seen it. All right, here's the coin. Put your put your finger on it. Let's get that drop of blood and pay that debt. And that's how that world works. That's how my world works. Uh, not every day and all the time and all over the world. But when someone owes me a debt and I call on the debt, I expect someone to, if they, they could say no, but it just ain't going to be a conversation of no, and they hang up. I mean, I'll have a conversation with them. There's a couple of good comments from uh, Doc Carlos. He's in the house. <laughs> so oh. he, he calls you the king of analogies, first off. <laughs> My apologies. <laughs> Which you, I think you are. <laughs> Poorly formed analogies. Uh, but he said, you know, true forms, a form of social contract. And I really like this because it's true. It becomes a bit of a contract in that um we're there for each other right and i think that there's an acceptance of that right off the bat i can't see even right off the bat but when you go through especially hardship together it creates that bond that contract and i used to say um you know somebody asked me once what the difference between military friends versus uh regular friends are like civilian friends versus military friends and i was like you know i have military friends that i could call at three o'clock in the morning and say bring a shovel and show up here and then hang up the phone and they would show up. They would be there in that moment. But to Sean's point, I would owe them, right? Like you that would. would be a, that'd be a big ask. And well, it I would, think it's, I think clearly if it's several bodies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's just kind of, it's an unwritten, you know, if you want to call it bank or contract, right? Like I hear what Fran's saying. I hear, I hear what mm-hmm. Sean's, you know, I hear, I hear all those points a hundred percent. Perfect example of I've always led by my heart. I've always done and outdone for people just, I've gotten burnt, right? Big deal. Fuck it. Oh, but I got burnt. Yeah. Sorry. Um, us, Amer- us Americans, we're screwing you guys up yeah. up there. Well, I'm, glad I'm, not, I'm glad I'm not the only one. Someone's <laughs> getting burnt already. Man, me and you, we got it, man. We're done. We're, we'll not be invited back. <laughs> it was, hey, it was eventually going to pop out, guys. You know me. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but no, I think it's, it's just, uh, you know, it's an unwritten kind of contract. I mean, I had two buddies, you know, that were stuck over in Vegas. Vegas is a four and a half hour one way trip. Um, so it's, you know, it's nine hours for me round trip and they're stuck in Vegas. 
rolled over there, got him, brought, brought him back to Arizona. I, I never expected anything back because mm-hmm. I know if I do call them, then they're going to pick, they're going to pick it up. They're going to help me with what they can, when they can. Right. So I hear that. I think it's just kind of an unwritten rule in that group of friends or those group of people you hang out with, you know, eventually that's going to get paid forward, you know, plain and simple. Hopefully. I think you got to, I, I think you, you don't gotta... know though. You don't know with anyone. Cause Boy, I would hope I would hope you would... if you're, if you're hanging around the right group of people, I would hope you, you know that you're going to get repaid sometime. I love hope. It's so fun. <laughs> uh, it doesn't work that way with everyone. I can assure you, and I'm, you've probably faced it yourself. Yep. And so the idea being that I'm, I'm not suggesting that my entire life is run by pay your debt. Yeah, it's, just sure. a, it's just a little thought construct that I'm chucking out there as to this is how I do things from time to time. You owe me. Let's yep. talk about that debt. Put your finger on that, mm-hmm. on that little nail and let's draw a little bit of blood and then we're white like yep. a la John Wick. So <laughs> there's people who just never pay their debt. So I'm going to use your Vegas example. Yeah. Can you come and get us in Vegas? Thanks. You go get them. You drop them off. See you later, bro. Thanks. Next weekend. Dude, we're stuck in Tahoe. Next weekend. Dude, I'm in New York. Dude, could you send me some money? Dude. On and on and on and on, because there's either a no understanding that there's a debt being mm-hmm. accumulated, or the idea that I never pay my debts because I've never been held accountable. Yep. There are people that I know that run the program that way, and maybe the reason that they're running their program that way is because someone has never said to them, "Hey, man, you owe me. I'll call sometime." Because they've never been put their feet to the fire or whatever, you know? And that's just now their standard operating procedure is always take, never give. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm a like a mega altruistic guy who's always giving. I give and take. Yeah, 100. So I don't think, I, I don't want to distort the idea that we should all be angelic and 100% always giving. And irrespective of what's happening all around us, as everyone's always taking and maybe even kicking sand in your face as they're taken, like where, where does it end? So I'm just yeah. suggesting I have boundaries. Mm, that's okay. good. Boundaries are good, brother. Brand, you had a you had a point earlier before you got stepped on by Sean <laughs> on your coattails. Oh no, I was I was just gonna say that. Uh... I think he's got to choose his friends differently because I think getting stuck in Vegas is a good thing. So, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it does lead into or leads back to what we were talking about, which is acceptance, right? If you can accept that your one friend is always going to call on you and never pay that back, okay, that that's up to you to accept. And there's a point where you can say, okay, I accept that he's never going to pay me back, but I also accept that I'm done helping him. And yeah, as you said, there's, there's boundaries, there's lines that you can't, that you, you know, if you're going to not just, as you said, not just uh, ride my coattails, but like slow me down or be that crab in the bucket that pulls the other crab down, right? That you need to either separate or move on from that, but it's about an acceptance of what is, right? Is this person taking advantage of me? Yes or no? Yeah. Okay. Well, cut them out. Time to move on. Or... I'm getting something out of it. Therefore, I'm going to keep it here and I'm going to continue to be altruistic. I had another actually, you guys are bringing up all kinds of topics that I already have on the list here, which is going to be good conversations for later. But the uh, is there such a thing as altruism? Because you're always going to get something out of it in some way. Just by doing something good, you feel good about it. Therefore, you get something out of it. Anyway, it that's another topic. Take, even if you don't know, even if yeah. you're not aware of how give and take works on a neurochemical level mm-hmm. it's got to be a give and take it can't be a one-way give and never get otherwise it's going to suck and get really old really quick the acceptance of what is i'm going to call it a bandwidth that a lot of people operate in but there's a bandwidth that is actually this big of acceptance of what is most people don't experience that because they never push themselves to the extremes of either end of the bandwidth of um, okay, uh, this sucks, but I'm going to go crush it like I've never crushed it before and maybe have a home run 
the, the biggest home run they've ever had in their life. Or on their the, the narrow bandwidth, finally someone says, oh, I, I, I'm going to go big. I'm going to go mega. I'm going to crush it. And they make that effort and they crash and burn. Mm. Bandwidth. Increase your bandwidth so that you can understand how to accept the negative better and the positive better. The acceptance of the bandwidth called acceptance needs to be extended. I like that. Um, so Doc Carlos says, uh, this reminds me of Ayn Rand's concept of altruism. And he's like, yep. So I think I, I think I was, that's what we're talking about. Um, he does say some people are entitled or codependent too. So those are also they are. about this for sure. My, my job is not to fix the planet, but my job is not to put up with nonsense. That's, yeah. So if someone is, uh, if someone was born on a silver platter and then had a silver spoon put in their mouth, and that's how they've been raised for that mega entitlement, um, man, it ain't going to work out with me because I ain't going to accept that. So the, the idea being that if the silver spoon is calling me every weekend to pick them up in Vegas, and I'm not saying your buddies are silver spoon. I'm not saying that. Uh, let me change the city. Call you in Toronto and say, can you come and pick me up? Maybe. Maybe I'll come and pick you up. Sean's closer. <laughs> I don't think so, actually. Probably you're closer. Uh, but the idea being that um, acceptance of the other person uh, in front yeah. of you I'm for me, I'm doing what I do with every person is I look at the person and try to understand what their backstory is. And if their backstory is silver spoon from day zero, man, I, I, there's other people that I want to help. And I don't know why I want to help other people and not that person who silver spooned it. Maybe it's because I know there's people who aren't entitled throughout their entire life and have never found a way to get ahead. I'd rather help them. The person the in front of me is maybe further ahead in the, we'll call it the socioeconomic scale than I am. And they're asking for my help because they've never helped themselves. Uh, it's time for that person to help themselves. And it's time for me to go help someone who doesn't know how to, you know, climb out of the gutter, if you will. Love it. Interesting. Um, <clears throat> so now the real question is, have you, if you've never actually sat down and truly decided to accept what is what do you think the process is for for each of you guys i mean you've you've all done some pretty outstanding things in your life but there's definitely been points both positive and negative where i'm sure you've had to sit down and go yeah it this is this is where i'm at and then had to make a plan forward was that a learned skill do you think you picked it up somewhere else or was it just like through osmosis you've seen other people do it and Oh, okay. That's how it's done. What do you think, Fran? I don't. I don't think so. So, so some things are not going to be that cut and dry. Okay. Uh, I would say the majority of things are not going to be that cut and dry. I think that there's going to be um, some things that will be small in nature. You know, that like you're going to accept and move on. I think some things are going to come back and hurt over and over again um, for a very long time. Uh, but you can, you know, the goal is. <clears throat> have you learned from it you know and and uh and 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 you know what are you doing to not put yourself in a bad situation again um you know i think that we take it's not it, it is unrealistic to say that you know defining situations in our life are light switches you know or or that we you know turn the light switch off and it's like okay that was done all right cool move on <laughs> You know, like, no, like those are, you know, there's impactful things. You, know, you think about, you know, I mean, you can think about divorce, you could think about, you know, financial problems, you could think about, you know, a lot of things in, in life, you know, um, that come up that you're going to need to recover from that are going to come back at various points in your life and, and have, you know, some, you know, mental, emotional, or physical effect on you. Um, and it's about how do we, you know, understand and reground ourselves in in where we were versus where we are and then continue to move forward like that chad thoughts 
<clears throat> I mean, for me, I mean, as you guys know, it's super recent for me. I think these last three years have been pivotal for me as far as where I was three years ago, where I am today and, you know, my mental health journey and, and what different things I've put in front of me to build a pretty solid foundation. You know, that way, if I do slip up, I know I've got something to revert back to, to get me back on track. And those, you know, I, those were all learned behaviors that eventually like, I didn't like this cycle that I was in, like something was broke. Why am I doing this? You know? And then again, I, I will highly speak about it. Psychedelics is what changed my mind. It's what remapped my brain to think differently, to look at things from a different scope, a different lens. Um, and like I said, three years ago to where I am now, it's, it's all learned. It's all reading different books. It's connecting with a different group of people like yourselves, right. And hearing all these beautiful analogies and thought processes and going, Hmm, okay. I didn't look at it that way before, but I kind of like how they put that. So it's being open to, you know, feedback. It's being open to other conversations to, to grow from and, and, and putting yourself in those positions to get that feedback too. Right. So like I said, from where I was three years ago to where I am now, like it's, it's been an all learned behavior. It's been a bumpy road, but I can definitely say, for me, I'm on the other side of the mountain. And right now I feel like I'm, we're on a rocket ship. So nice. Sean, what do you think? Um, so if we're talking about how did I learn to accept things or accept struggles or challenges, is that what we're yeah. generally? Okay. So if that's the case, I don't know if I ever got formally taught it. That's for sure. I kind of picked it up uh, along the way. First, kind of legit challenge I ever had was uh, when I was a teenager and my younger brother committed suicide because of bullying. And that sucked, man. Nope. I, I was speaking with a guy last night uh, and uh, explaining he, he had all kinds of questions and he said, well, you know, how, how did you? And I said, hey, listen, there was no books on the shelf. There was nobody talking about anything. No one knew how to even have those conversations back in the late 70s. And so I was never taught. I, how to accept or process or whatever. Over time, I had to figure that out myself. Just like every phase of my life, my military career, that career, that career, that career, all of the things that I've done in life, all of the challenges that I've faced, I never attended the briefing called how to accept. What I did do was I attended life and I took my tiny little bandwidth when I was 16 years old and then I extended it so that I better understood the extremities of life and how to accept the peaks and valleys that I face. I think we all face, but I faced in my life to rather than operate in a medium bandwidth, a, a, I think of it as a mediocre bandwidth. I'm sorry for using that word, but if you're hanging out in mediocrity, you've never extended your limits to see what you're capable of. Acceptance is hard when you're riding on a narrow, tight bandwidth. But with a big bandwidth, you've got more room to play and you're able to more fluidly move through life. That That's my opinion. I like that. I was picturing the, uh, <clears throat> the bell curve, right? If, if you're sitting just on top of the bell curve, you don't really know what the extremities are. You don't know what what it's like on either end of that spectrum. But if you've spent time moving along that bell curve you can better understand how the extremes <clears throat> you know the extreme <clears throat> uh let's just use say fitness or something like that if you are a top level athlete and then all of a sudden you have a major injury say like <clears throat> max excuse me um uh you smash your femur and you're out of training for months what do you do with that right oh that allows you to expand your bandwidth a little bit more than if you are, you know, an accountant and you're working every day and you, you know, uh, you strain your knee. <laughs> Those two things are similar. It's an injury that's going to prevent you from doing what you would normally do, but it's not the extreme uh, pushing of your bandwidth, I guess. Does that make sense? Well, it's an extreme moment for the accountant and for the pro athlete. Yeah. It's extreme for the accountant because they're riding on a narrow, tight, tight yeah. bandwidth. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's what I was getting after. But do you think that um, is it? Do you have to have those extremes, or do you think you can build upon smaller developments? Right, like a, you don't need to just all of a sudden become the CEO of a company. You need to work your way up the chain in order to understand how it all works. Is that? Do you think you? 
is it a one or the other kind of thing or is it a mixture? I've, always, I've always been a big advocate that you can't run a building that you haven't cleaned right mm. if you're not the janitor of that building and you don't know the ins and outs of that building how can you run that building so i've always i've always been a ground up kind of a guy i like that brand any thoughts I I mean I agree. <clears throat> you got kind of understand the inner inner workings of, of these things. Yeah, I think it, to some extent too, like becomes freeing. You know, like uh, when you know how everything works. <laughs> um, because because then you then you understand it. You know, like I, and I mean a simple example. You know, like when I first started the the podcast, we had um, we had a, a, a I had somebody who was working on like all of our assets. You know, like our 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 um, you know images and stuff, mm. and uh, and it was always in this like nebulous space. You know, like oh, okay, well, can you move a letter here? Move a letter here, and and it was always like really, you know, in order to get anything, you know, it, it took a day, and there was like I didn't understand like what they were using, and like how could it, how, how do you just like generate these things? And then f finally, um, I ended up just bringing everything in where I ran it. And I was like, oh, like this is super freeing because now I understand just how our graphics are made. I understand just how the video is made. I, and am I going to be like the, a graphic designer? No. Am I going to be a video editor? No. Am I going to be an audio editor? No. But if I had, do I understand now the root foundational way that it works? So now I can have a conversation to drive exactly what I want. Now, now that conversation becomes super clear. Mm. I like that. And it doesn't and he, and today like I'm not necessarily in the weeds on all those things but the people who do work on those things I now understand what they go through. So when my video editor is like you gave me 12 promos and I have a day to do it, I can look at him and be like I'm so sorry. My bad. Or, <laughs> uh you, I still need you to do it, but like I totally know I I made your life miserable and it's yeah, my bad pick like, up the pace. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but like, but I can understand now what I'm asking of people, mm. you know, and then that helps me to be like less, less frustrated. That helps me to be more empathetic about what my team is going through. Right. If I understand fundamentally how things work and I don't need, again, I don't need to be the expert, then I can build a more effective organization. Hmm. and i, like I can be more effective well i agree I, I think too real quick i think too when you you kind of make those short notices of like hey i need these 12 images or promotions done you know asap sorry sorry i didn't give you a lot of time but i think right when you recognize that and then maybe there's something on the backside where hey you're buying them lunch or yeah. you know you give them an attaboy or something like that they don't mind getting bum rushed to go do those 12 promotions right yep. there because they're like Fran's got my back, dude. I got his. We're going to knock it out. Yeah. He's going to square up with me next time, you know? So I think leading by that example and understanding where those people are caught, that it's like, okay. Yeah, debt right. paid. Debt paid. Yeah. <laughs> it goes, it plays into that, uh, <clears throat> the, the acceptance of it, I guess, really is the fact that once you understand how the system works, once you understand how each of the different stages along the way, especially video editing, because it's, time consuming right and you got to sit there and just work the problems through through and through and through and through but to to just to just shove that on somebody without any understanding it can be you know soul crushing for the person that has to do the editing right somebody says hey you got six hours to do these 12 promos and you don't know how long that takes that person's sitting there going okay sure because yeah, <laughs> a lot of people don't know how the world works as fran said that's yeah. that's the best sentence I've heard today, and I'm paraphrasing. A lot of people don't know how the world works, yeah. and you, the only way you can learn how the world works is to explore the world. Like if you don't know where if you don't know where your coffee comes from, you don't know how it got to North America. You don't know how it got to your cup. If you just wake up every morning and drink coffee and think nothing else of it, you don't know how the world works. You've got to get curious. You've got to get curious about everything. The more you can put your fingers into different pies, the more well-rounded you are, the better you understand the world. There's a pile of people out there just think that they're always victim to the world. I don't think that. 
I understand how the world works. I've been in it enough. I've explored it enough. I've bounced around it enough. I, I feel like I control my world. I don't feel like the world controls me. But I can understand how people can can be a victim to the world because it's all so confusing. But that's only because they haven't explored it enough. I do like that. That's uh, it's great. So, yeah, the, and the world is huge, but it's also quite small now. Like we we have the ability to actually learn these things. Back, you know, twenty years ago, you have to go to your Encyclopedia Britannica and like pull out, <laughs> you know, try to figure stuff out. Oh, but, I don't have the updated volume. Yeah, exactly right. Don't worry, they'll be there next year. <laughs> they'll be there, yeah. Exactly. The the door the door to door salesman will be by soon. Don't worry. Uh, but nowadays you can't like it doesn't take a lot of effort to actually research something and try and figure it out and then once you've researched it and you understand what you know how it actually works or how it happens to be there it's a lot easier to accept what it is and and uh and what what is at, at that point i just think that uh i don't know if we give ourselves enough credit and i've fallen into this many times and you know, I'm just sitting there going, I wonder how this works. And then you go to look it up and it's just a myriad of information, right? <laughs> and it becomes very difficult to pick through it, but it's possible, right? It is very possible. And then once you know, you can accept what it is. Sean's gotten me the coffee, right? I didn't know anything about coffee ahead of time. It was brown. It was warm. It showed up when I you know, ordered it from Tim Hortons. But <laughs> the uh, now, just the beginnings of it. I had, to, I had to go out and buy a grinder just to understand yes, you the did. basics Cause, of it. Because you sucked. 100%. <laughs> I did. I was consuming coffee without any thought. Now, I have a very, yeah. very entry level. <laughs> no, it's not entry level. It's good, man. You're I'll in the game. You, I'll give you entry level. I'm a, I'm a Keurig pod guy, so I'm not going to drive <laughs> you, Sean. You suck. Yeah. 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 All right. Sure. I'm not going to accept that. Just dump him completely. He'd never come on the show again. Uh, yeah, no, I actually, I, my, my wife makes fun of me for this quite a bit, but I bought a $500 grinder and that's, oh boy. that's pretty entry level when it comes to grinders. Too. It's not a big deal. <laughs> it, that's a really? lot of K-cups. Yeah, right. that's a lot of cake cups. <laughs> I'm with yeah. yeah, you know, turn. so so that's interesting. It. It up, push how, the how many cake cups is it? How many cake cups do you have to not enjoy for the rest of your life? That's like 600 cake mm-hmm. cups. They're like what, like 70 cents a piece? Like, I, you know what? You could pay me 70 cents per to drink one of those, and I wouldn't, because my life is too short, man. Life is too short for suck. You love your coffee. I know that. (laughs) Here's what I do love. I love life. I love a good life. And it doesn't mean that I need to live in a mansion. It just means I get to live like a freaking king every morning because I'm drinking the best coffee in the world. Not even billionaires are drinking the coffee that I'm drinking. It's pretty amazing. That's how you get after it in my world. Is and, And it should be in everyone's world. It's it's the poor man's royalty beverage first thing in the morning, unless you want to live life like a pauper. So how do you so do you get it like shipped to you from another country or what's what's the jazz on it? I, I bring in greens uh, from different estates around the world, and I have a uh, uh, a commercial grade, a pro level grade uh, uh, roaster in my garage. It's called a San Franciscan SF one. I've been roasting for over fifteen years. And, uh, I'm kind of serious about my coffee, but I'm kind of serious about a lot of things. Have you and Evan Hafer ever ever hooked up? Say again. (laughs) I said, have you and Evan Hafer ever hooked up black coffee? No, man. You guys probably have a ride together. I love talking to, it's not, I was going to say, I love talking to roasters. I love talking to anyone about anything. If they're passionate about it. Like if you if you roll up on me and say, "Bro, I just had the best Keurig in the world," I'm pouncing. Like you're not even in the game. You can't even spell game. But if some dude walks up on me and says, "I just did my first roast," I'm all about that guy because he's got passion. He's in the game. He's playing the game. You'll never understand the game if you <laughs> if straight up you'll never understand the game if you don't put your head in the game. Otherwise, you're just drinking 
Keurig for the last, rest of your life. <laughs> well, we're going to, well, I think what's going to have to happen here is, uh, is Chad and I are going to send you our addresses. Bro, bring you, it. Why don't you send us the, a couple of bags each of this coffee? I, I would love a, to. We it's can amazing. hop on here I would, with, I would with love the coffee to, but here's, talk about but it. Here's the problem. Shipping <laughs> oh. to the U.S. takes so long that by the time you got it, it would kind of be like not ideal. I I don't drink coffee anything older than two weeks old. If it's older than two weeks, I don't drink it. Yeah. So here's the the funny thing. He, uh, Sean sent me a bunch of bags, and uh, I immediately put them on the counter, which is the wrong place to put them. <laughs> and I immediately put it into a uh, like a spice grinder to grind it up, which is the wrong type of grinder. The whirly bird. <laughs> and uh, and I, I tried to make a cup of coffee, and it was still. Be- way better than any cup of coffee I had drank, but I did all the steps wrong to begin with, right? So, like, then I went out and they, well, I got told very quickly uh, that it was not right <laughs> and I needed to get a grinder. Got a grinder and it changed the game. Like, just that one step changed the game on how it was done. And the, there is nothing, nothing that I have experienced in terms of olfactory senses that uh, you can really appreciate as such as grinding fresh beans that had just been roasted a few days prior, the smell of that, and then putting it into your little thing, pouring the water into it, getting like the olfactory sensations all around. There's nothing like it. It's extreme, yeah. There's nothing like it to someone who's never experienced it. But everyone, quote unquote, experiences coffee. Everyone experiences life. Mm-hmm. But how deep you dig into life, how deep you dig into everything is what forms your life, man. You know? Yeah, 100%. Now, Fran, uh, you got to run right away. Got any final thoughts? Anything on acceptance or coffee or anything that we've talked about today? Oh, oh look, I mean, uh, I always have thoughts. You guys know that. Um, here, here's, my, here's my final thought. Do the right thing. <clears throat> you know, do, do the right thing. Okay, do the right thing for yourself for the situation that you're in, um, because if you do that, acceptance becomes easier. Okay, mm-hmm. where we struggle with acceptance is when we look back and we say, "I could have done more," all right, or or whatever I did, I didn't do because there wasn't authenticity or there wasn't genuine, right? Mm-hmm. If I if I act in the right in in a manner that I truly believe is the right thing to do with with all my you know you talked about have passion for it right and I put everything I had into it then it is a lot easier to accept that good or bad the result is the result because I left Agreed. it all out there and I did it I did it the the right way with all my heart if you could do that then it'd be easier to move forward so and uh, apparently you got to drink good coffee or something like that <laughs> Absolutely. Poking the bear, poking the yeah. bear. Uh, if you need to run, friend, by all means, you, I gotta uh, run. you can jump out. But Good appreciate the chat, man. All right. Thanks, Thanks guys. Talk soon. Uh, Chad, you got any final thoughts before we shut her down? Oh man, it's been a good one. It's been a good one. It's been fun. I uh, I apologize for the uh, the f bomb. So for watching you, that's strike good. one. Yeah. 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 I got You'll two be more. Right. I got You'll two more. You right. might get outside a little bit. I'll be good. <laughs> Uh, but no, uh, no final thoughts on acceptance or, you know, anything that we covered. Just no, uh, I think I think it's great. I mean, there's a lot of really good analogies, a lot of good feedback, a lot of different thought processes. You know, um, I love the the pay your debt thing. I also love not keeping track too. I think we all mm-hmm. we all understand that, right? Um, so yeah, it's I think it's great. I think it's great to have these conversations and people plug in and it resonates and maybe they plug something in from this that they needed in their life to kind of push forward. So it's all good, man. Yeah, agreed. Appreciate that, Sean. Final thoughts? Anything? Uh, yeah, the I don't have much to build off other than this. I mean, literally, I say it all the time. I think it's that. As long as you're doing that, you'll be all right. You'll accept whatever you blew, what whatever you won, wherever you're at, how big you tried, how little you tried. As long as you're doing your best, yeah, you'll be all right. It's when you when you're not doing your best that ain't That's the it. best. That's it. <laughs> yep. Yep. And accepting when you've done your best or correction, accepting when you haven't done your best and understanding that you still can like there you're breathing. You can do your best. So do your best. 
just like it says on the mug, which I will be it. available for sale eventually once I get the uh, the store sorted out. Do better, which I am working on. I guess uh, I gotta, we'll need a new mug. Crazy. This yeah. guy's <laughs> only got two words on it. Do better. <laughs> <laughs> too bad. that'll be the next one uh, it'll be it'll say do your best on the one side it'll say do better on the other <laughs> maybe maybe it'll be do your best and then do even better than your even best better. on the other side Ooh, i like it i like it well as uh as i learn how to make mugs from sean and as i learn how to do it better and learn how to grow and build all these great things we can do that with us here on the collective every day we'll see you tomorrow Chimo. <laughs>